It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Fly the W podcast. This is season one. That is episode six. It's unfortunately called Beat Down in the Bronx. And unfortunately, Crowley, we have not been able to have the Cubs fly a W since we last dropped the podcast. And as we're recording this Monday midday tonight, the Cubs and Padres, Padres coming in to Wrigley Field and something that is really going to be fun to see, I guess, is you Darvish, the starting pitcher, game one tonight at Wrigley Field. Yeah, the Padres come in, and they're a very hot team right now, so the Cubs get to another challenge. The Padres are 37-23. and 23. They're only half a game behind the Dodgers, who people thought might run away with that for first place. You know, amazing. The Padres have done it without Tatis for most of the year. Um, but they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, and the Cubs are 10 games under 500 at 23-35. and 35. They're fourth place ahead of the Reds, behind the Pirates, but they're four and six in their last 10 games and they're riding a six game losing streak right now. So not three, four, 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 five game losing streak, but it's, uh, it's, it's tonight. I will be at Wrigley field. It is you uh, Darvish versus key uh, versus Justin Steele. So it's going to be an exciting matchup. Steele had that good uh, start last time against the uh, Cardinals. And so you hope that he can continue that and get the Cubs off the snide here. Yeah, they really need something. You just what I don't want to see Crawley after the beatdown in the Bronx is just that Steele gets pounded as well. I, I would hate these guys' um, mental makeup to be shattered. And that was always speaking of mental makeup. That was something that I always felt was why you Darvish didn't work out here. I just don't think he was mentally tough enough to handle. The Cub fans who really rode him hard. Um, his best year, his best season with the Cubs was the COVID season where there were no fans in the stand and he he shined. And hopefully some of the young guys that we just heard from our interview with the uh, Class A team out of South Bend, hopefully some of these guys are going to pay off and will remember you Darvish in a good way because you Darvish did absolutely nothing when he was a Chicago Cub. Well, you mentioned the 2020 season, and I think he was in the Cy Young. He finished second that year. Uh, it was hard for you because it, it, there was injuries, and he was trying to play through them. And as I mentioned with Marcus Stroman, I cannot tell you why pitchers come here and struggle their first year. Even John Lester, the great John Lester with a 6 ERA going into May uh, with the Cubs. So it, it's it's a puzzle to understand exactly why that is. Um, I think you has a good enough mental, I mean, he's been through pressure his whole life, but as you say, I hope that, you know, he, and he also helped 
recruit Seiya Suzuki to Chicago in telling them how great the fans are, how great the facilities and the team are. So I have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for you. I think he's a great player. Uh, I just think that injuries sometimes affect certain players other than uh, others. And, and he's one of those guys that seems to have a lot of injuries. So that trade, as you heard with our interview with uh, BK could have a lot of good returns come out of it, but I'm excited to see the matchup tonight. Uh, the, the Padres haven't really seen uh, Steele pitch all that much. Uh, the Cubs have seen a little bit of you, Darvish. Uh, Jan Gomes has had eight at-bats, and he's batting 500, so hopefully that'll be something. But other than that, nobody's really had a lot of significant at-bats, so it's kind of tough to take a look and see who may um, break out in this game. But the Cubs have – you know, the offense hasn't been horrible. Okay. It hasn't been horrible. It's just the pitching has been so atrocious. You're not going to win games that you give 12 runs up. You know, it's just not going to happen. So hopefully somebody kind of really breaks out. It's what the team really needs right now. The big hit, which with all the runners in scoring position, they clearly have not been able to get. Well, after three days of uh, getting your butts handed to you by the Yankees and getting outscored 28 to five. I don't think the pitching or the hitting has any bragging rights right now. Before we move into game two, real quick on Darvish, and you can tell me to stop if you think I'm going too far with this, but I got a two-part question for you. Number one, first part is I'm half joking, but I, you, you go to Wrigley more than about anybody I know. Do you think there will be some type of a video montage? We welcome back you Darvish to Wrigley Field. Um, any Anything like that tonight? Uh, he's already been – he was here in 2021, so he's been back before. So sorry, no montage sorry, happened. already had that? Okay. okay. He already had that, and that was actually did last they year's – Did they do that then? Do you remember? I believe you probably, so. You were, you were probably there. I actually was at the game before, and I went that – and I was still there walking around that day. I was watching outside because they actually gave away a U Darvish bobblehead uh, to help with ALS. Um, so that was a U Darvish bobblehead that was supposed to be given out in 2020, but they did do a video tribute. That's a good, that's a good thing. Okay. And maybe I'm the only petty cub fan out there. I doubt it, but maybe, and I won't be there tonight. Um, what do you think? Do you think the people, the fans will welcome him too much time has passed, kind of shrug your shoulders at this point, or will, will cub fans be opening openly booing you Darvish as he takes them out? Oh, I don't think they're going to boom. I think, you know, they're, they're, there's going to, you know, he, he was a good guy. Like I said, helped get Suzuki over here. He's a really fun follow on Twitter. So there's a, there's a large contingent of people that just love him because he's just really funny. Uh, there was, a, there was one time that just made me laugh so hard. Uh, Gordon Whitmire has this kind of press box, press box wag uh, bit that he does on Twitter. And you Darvish one time took a picture of Gordo on the field and said, I found the press box wag. That's so fair. yeah, he does have a great sense of humor. You're right about that. And maybe I just, I just had such high hopes when they got him. I thought this was the piece. I thought he was the guy to get the Cubs at least back to, you know, winning the national league pennant and back to the world series. And it just, it just didn't work out. And it just, oh, it just absolutely, absolutely crushing. Let, let's move into game two. Finally, supposedly anything can change, but Kyle Hendricks is going to be back on the mound. That game will be Tuesday night at Wrigley field. They're going to still be playing the Padres. I, I hope Kyle pitches that game. I hope Kyle pitches well in that game. A little, little plug. We will have his pitching coach, Tommy Hadovy on with Mully and Haw on Wednesday morning. So the morning after that game, we'll get Tommy's views on how that went at seven 42. So make sure you tune in then, but 
what do you think has been going on with Kyle Hendricks and what are you expecting Crowley from Kyle Hendricks? Well, Kyle did not get out to a great start and I think they wanted to, I don't know if it was some dead arm or something bothering him, but there's going to be a lot of questions. Uh, Kyle's home record is not as good as his road record. So Kyle at Wrigley kind of struggles slightly more than he does on the road. So we'll see, this is a good team. Um, and I would love to see him come out and have a great game. There are a couple people that have seen him a lot. If you are playing beat the streak and follow our friend, Matt Spiegel's beat the streak podcast on Odyssey, Manny Machado hits 417 at 12 at bats against Kyle Hendricks, just like Paul Goldschmidt. Manny's just a great all around hitter. Uh, also Jorge Alfaro hits 310 plate appearances. So Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, there's a couple guys that hit him, but he has to start producing. You cannot look at these young guys that have not had long seasons, and people get mad. They say, why isn't this uh, Caleb Killian starting? Why? These guys don't have the experience of these long 162-game, whatever, 30-start seasons. And the difference between minor league ball and major league ball, and you really saw it in the Yankees series, when you face that Yankees lineup, there is no easy outs. You don't really get a breather, okay, that you may in AAA or even in AA, depending on the teams that you face. It's a lot more stress on these young pitchers. The veterans are going to have to start contributing something here. It's not fair to put everything on these young guys. And when you have a bad weekend like the Cubs did, you know, start questioning them. This is not the role they were supposed to be in. Okay. Like I said, so maybe one guy was supposed to get a roster spot, maybe, but, but to sit there and ask these guys to carry a load is a lot. And so we need Hendricks. We need Stroman to get healthy. We need Miley and Smiley to get healthy and start pitching deep into games. That's what the Cubs need more than anything. Absolutely right. You're, you are 100% right on that. All right. Game three, game four, all TBD. Um, you want to take a quick guess? I, I have no idea where they're going, Crowley. You want to take a quick guess at that or you want to move on to my next topic? That, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough guess. Uh, you, you can, boy, maybe Alec Mills gets a start in there. Uh, maybe Caleb Killian gets called up for another goal. Uh, now, I, do, I'm not do, sure. I would love to see, do you, number one, do you want to see that? And do you think they'll do that? I mean, obviously, I love watching see Caleb Killian pitch. You know that, that I'm never going to turn turn off that. But uh, it's just you get a little for me for a guy that likes to look at what's going on with prospects. They have a very kind of set way that they want to kind of get these guys into the MLB, and sometimes that gets tricky when when that timeline. And sometimes guys can 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 get past it. I think Nico Horner is a pretty good example, but even him, he struggled with injuries and stuff like that. Uh, it's people don't understand how difficult it is to be a major league player. And we've been spoiled the last few years with Javi and Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, but still guys that can play 140 games for you at least. And, and so that gets tough. So I get nervous when you're kind of taking them away from what their plan was to ease them into the major leagues. 
All right, before we wrap up episode six of season one, and it was the beat down in the Bronx, you just brought up Anthony Rizzo. And of course, he is playing in the Bronx. So I want to read a quote that got out over the weekend. I want to get your reaction on this, Crowley, before we wrap this one up. All the big markets have plenty of money to spend. So yeah, a team like the Cubs should be competing every single year. Yeah, it's better for the game when the big teams are playing at a premium and it's just better for baseball. It's better for the overall experience when you turn on the game and it's the Yankees, Red Sox, and we're battling for first place in June. But it seems like it's October. That's good for baseball. So do you agree that Anthony Rizzo is speaking on the Cubs? Do you think this is just bitterness or do you think he's right and that the Cubs should be spending more than they are? I was listening to the score this weekend and Ron Coomer was bringing up because Ron played, I want to say 2002 with the Yankees. And he just brought up the expectation of the culture there. And Theo, I believe tried to bring it. And I truly believe that it was 2019. I believe that that was the big Bryce Harper year and Manny Machado. And I think that the spigot was turned off as far as money is concerned. That's my belief. And I think that Theo really did want to bring that culture of every season sacred and winning and going for it. And when that happened in 2019, now all of a sudden you went too long and not, they tried giving some of the guys extensions. They didn't take it. It didn't happen. You get to 2020. And just like you're seeing with Wilson, nobody signed an extension for the most part for that last year. Unless you blow them away with an offer, they're about to hit free agency. So that's why Wilson is not going to sign a contract anytime from now to the end of the season because he's about to have 20 teams bidding on him. So at this point, I, I believe that the Cubs painted themselves in a bad corner 2019, 2020, and going into 2021. And so now Jed is trying to do fiscally responsible things, but nobody really wants to hear that. So he's willing to give money. What he's not willing to do is give years and money. So he wants to do these, you know, say a Suzuki's contract, five years, not bad. Marcus Stroman's contract, three years, not bad. He wants to do those. But players, on the other hand, they don't want short-term deals. That's why Chris Bryant didn't want to sign here again. He wanted long-term deal, no trade clauses. That's ideally what a player is going to want. So if you're in free agency and the Cubs are offering you you know, a, a decent amount of money, but a short-term contract and, and, and no trade clauses. A lot of these guys that have reached free agency, they have kids, they have families. There's different things that they think about. So with the Cubs, you're, you're competing against 29 other teams for the talents of everybody else. And if you can have seven years and a large contract and st stability for your life, for your family's life, why wouldn't you take that as opposed to a, three or four year deal where you can be traded and your whole family gets uprooted. Well, stuck in the middle is exactly where we find our Chicago Cubs. That's a wrap on season one, episode six. We called it beat down in the Bronx. And we hope before we talk to you guys later on this week to wrap up and recap the Padres series for you, we will have the opportunity to fly the W once again. I agree, and, and don't forget to follow us on the socials, on Facebook, Fly, uh, Fly the W, at Twitter, at Fly the W670, and you feel free to email us at flythew670 at gmail.com.